It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans, so belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Joined once again by Randy Bardock, our resident uh, soccer aficionado, to talk about the uh, the disappointing finish to uh, Canada's World Cup hopes. I don't know if we had uh, hopes to win a, to win a World Cup and maybe win a win a game or there. But Randy, uh, Canada came out early, scored two minutes in, and then. Uh, Celebration was on, and then they forgot they, they had to play the rest of the game. Well, you know, I think if that's against some different teams in the tournament and they score, maybe that rattles them. Croatia is such an experienced side. They've got players that have played championships all over the world. I think they just kind of like, oh, okay, now we got to get to business. And they were... Uh, they dominated that game from about 20 minutes on. Like it wasn't even a contest. Yeah. As a, as a, like a, a quasi soccer guy, I, I tried like from Wednesday last week to, to what I was yesterday. I was like, Oh, I, I got this figured out. And I, I was like, Oh, oh <laughs> no, this isn't going well. This isn't going well. And yeah. you could just see the experience that they had against the Croatians had against Canada. Why do you, and yes, you say experience, but why do you think that that is so much more? Is it just the international experience? Is it just the, uh, the maybe playing in different leagues around the world? Is it just that, is, is, is that what it is? That was a big thing yesterday was just, just experience because you can, you can have all the talent in the world and you can run like a bastard and everything else. But if you don't have the it factor was yesterday, just the it factor that they had that Canada didn't. I think that that was part of it. I think the big thing was uh, Croatia just dominated the midfield. Like I, I read a, a stat where uh, Estacio, who is just huge for Canada normally, he's played 27 games in the last three months. So basically a game every three days. He, he was done. Um, I think we put too much. I love Atiba and what he's done for Canada, but asking him to play back-to-back games at that level, uh, I think was asking a lot of him. And, you know, it, it, 
we don't have the depth that some of these other countries have. Like when we made subs, we bring in two guys that are, have only played MLS soccer, one who's only 20 years old, and that's supposed to ride the ship against a midfield of uh, one from Inter Milan, one from Real Madrid, and one from Chelsea. Not going to happen. And so, Randy, as I was watching that game, just it seemed when it seemed like Canada actually began to panic a little bit when Croatia was just surrounding the box. They worked the ball, and then when the the goals were scored, aside from that breakaway one uh, towards the end, it, it it looked to me at first glance it was just a simple matter of how can that guy be free. How can that guy be free? It seemed like it seemed like Canada was on the penalty kill. The, Croatia just supported everybody so much better in the offensive zone, and they got that look and made him pay. Well, and one of Croatia's biggest strengths is their counter press. So when they lose the ball, the things they do to win it back right away, and they won the ball back in crucial spots on the field. And then they were able to get doing the things they do. They are such an incredibly technical team. It's off the charts. You know, that third goal, the guy takes it with his chest into a space with his non-dominant foot, just slot, slots it right inside the post. Like, their first three goals were just phenomenal finishes. And... That's the difference between being a middle-of-the-road team at the World Cup and being one of the teams that might be able to bring the hardware home. And that's one thing that I kind of noticed yesterday when I was watching that game as it progressed and it was just going not so well for Canada. Uh, we went from being the, the darlings of the, of the, the, the soccer world and they were so close to winning the other day and it was, it was everybody's excited and other countries, not, you watch and you listen to a lot of different, different shows. I'll oh, this Canadian team. They got it. They got a shot and it was kind of a kick in the pills for the for Canadian soccer fans to go, Oh, maybe we're not that close. Maybe we're not that good. Did, did, did you get that feeling yesterday? Well, I think I think we're a good side, but there's a reason. I think it's six or seven countries have won the World Cup. It's an incredibly hard mountain to climb, and we have we've made tremendous strides in the last four years, but we still have a long way to go to be in serious contention for this. Um, you know, the infrastructure in the country, uh, the youth development that we are getting better at, but still has such a long it's way a to go. It's a lot better than, than when, than when oh. you guys were doing it 40 years oh, ago. It's it, obviously it, it, a lot better, obviously, yeah. yeah it, it's come tremendous distances, but for a country like Croatia and their youth development, they're one of the top nations in the world. So we have a long way to go. You know, it, I get people are disappointed, but the fact we've got here and, you know, I think they listed off seven Canadians who will be in their prime at the 2030 World Cup. So that kind of gives you an indication of how young we were. And it's a, it's a whole different beast on the World Cup stage versus the qualifying stage. And, and you think that it, us as uh, people that watch soccer here in Canada... Um, going through the qualifying stages in CONCACAF, how excited 
that was to get those the draw on the road in USA and the fact yes. beat Mexico in in Commonwealth Stadium in the snow, which was you know a bit of a game. That was fun. And gamemanship on Canada, right? Like those Mexicans. As soon as they got on, they 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 got ready for the game. They wanted that game to be over. They were freezing their balls off, and yeah. that's that's fine. That's that's good. And we won that game. We got fair and square, and we took it to them. But you you ain't playing in the ice of Commonwealth anymore. That you're playing with everybody's a big boy now. Well, in Concacaf, the the challenge there is the environments you have to play in. You know, like I I remember Nick Ledger would tell me some of the adventures they went through. Like it was just off the charts. It's the environments you play in. Here, the environments for the most part are pretty good. Uh, it's the level of competition you're playing against that's a huge difference. Is that the biggest thing that you go to these other other countries? Like we're we're a Concacaf nation, so we do have some MLS guys and everything else. And in comparison to the, the everybody else, has teams that play with the big boys all the time. And when you when you play against good players in any sport, you get better. And then yeah. and, and and actually at the higher levels of any sport, it's easier to play because you're playing with better players. And then, so if all of everybody on on your team is a better player, it's just easier to, to play. Is that one thing? Because we're a Concacaf nation, uh, per se, is that one of our one of the drawbacks that we do have? Yeah, we have a lot more players playing in Europe, which is huge. Um, but we don't have a lot of players at the top tier clubs yet. I think that's going to be happening soon. Like I, I was reading, Alistair Johnson is going to Celtic that's a step up because he'll be playing Champions League soccer. And that's huge for the his development. Um, but we, yeah, we, we learned in the Belgium game, we turned off for literally three seconds and we're digging it out of the back of our net. At the, those levels, you have to be on the entire game. Whereas in CONCACAF or MLS, you can get away with those mistakes and you're not, punished as often as you are at the top level because some of those premier league teams the teams at the top like uh when uh was it barcelona or Real? like yeah that was winning all those uh the champions league that team was better than most national league uh national teams they were so good i and another article i read today um what teams from the premier leagues in in europe like Bayern München uh, has 17 players playing in the World Cup. Yeah. That's crazy. And to think that these players from Canada that play in the U.S. that play in the MLS, they would give their left nut to be on a, a Premier League team over there. It's just not the same. Steel sharpens steel. And, yeah. and, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. And I think we – I think we're – any sport fan is guilty of this. When we watch it on TV, it looks so easy. And, you know, it, it doesn't appear as challenging as it is as it is. You know, when you go to an NHL game and you're at ice level, you realize how truly fast the game is. Well, if you can go to a soccer game at that level and watch at field level, you realize just how fast the game is, how small the spaces are how technically sharp you have to be it, it it's amazing compared to watching it on tv 
It's uh well here good segue there, Randy. I like that. Uh speaking of TV, uh yesterday halftime they were talking about uh the, the goal Davy scored two minutes in. Uh they had the panel there. Uh James Duthie's a hockey guy, he's a great broadcaster for hockey. Uh he sounded like I'm gonna swear a little bit, he sounded like a fucking idiot. When he said that was the biggest goal in so- in Canadian soccer history, when he was sitting right beside uh, a woman, uh, Janine Becky, who said who was on part of a, a gold medal winning team, very successful women's team that we have had here in Canada, for Duthy to say that, Jesus, that was know your audience, know your spot. That was I thought that that took soccer back a little bit, uh, not not back. That's bad. No, that's not a bad term. I thought that it made soccer look a bit second rate. The women's game a second rate by him saying that. But because we scored, because Canada scored one goal in thirty six fucking years, Duffy had the nuts to say that. That was stupid. That was yeah. stupid. Yeah, it wasn't a well thought out statement. And I know he even said, "Well, I should have said men's soccer." And I, I would even take a little bit of issue with that because don't, don't, just don't even. You know, I, I look at uh, George Pecos's goal that allowed us to get to our first World Cup. Like, that was a ragtag group of players that uh, did the impossible. So, um, you know, the money wasn't there. Uh, the, their, the field they were playing on, like, we they'd be laughed at now. So, um, you know, maybe I'm showing my age with that, but I still remember that goal, and I remember what it meant to soccer players then because soccer wasn't near the sport it is now in Canada. No, I, th- I thought it was bad form on Duffy's end. And uh, he, th- there's nothing he could possibly say to go back to the moment. Cause he, yeah. he probably rehearsed that for a long time. And for someone to not be in his ear leading up to that, because you would hope that coming into this tournament that they were going to score a goal. So yeah. he, he had been rehearsing that line for quite some time. I'm assuming. Cause that's, oh, yeah. Right. So for him to go out and say that, I thought that was bad form. Dave, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. And that, that's the point I was going to bring up. Like, it's not like he's calling this in the heat of the moment. You hear all those, uh, like the broadcasters and play-by plays, they call these, these dream goals and hits in their minds all the time, time and time again. So they're ready for the moment. This guy's running a halftime show, uh, anchoring that. And that's what you come up with with a, a a woman gold medal winner three feet away from you, uh, yeah. and then and then she obviously I I sent you the screenshot. She was giving him oh this the the, the side eye stink guy was something oh, that, that, that man. We, we've all felt a time or two in our lives. I'm sure like with with the uh, with everything else, right? So I uh, know it it was it was not good form. And I think that there's there's nothing he can possibly say to to redeem himself to soccer fans because the. Canadian women's soccer, and I, I do watch it uh, like with my with my niece uh, a lot more because she's into it. And she's she's doing she's quite uh, doing quite well in it, and so I tend to follow a little bit. And man, I, I can't see the the women's uh, the women's side of the uh, of the Canadian soccer world being too happy <laughs> with that comment. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna it's gonna take a long time for him to live that one down. I would imagine that even people from the women's program, even the men's program might give him a bit of a cold shoulder. If he needs some favors or people to come on, it's, it was that bad. 
I wouldn't be surprised on Wednesday if he opens the show with a big apology to start out. Yeah, because it was so it was it's disrespect and just yeah. knowing your role. Yeah. Moving forward, Canada got uh, they got one more game left. They got to, it's just a who cares? Not a who cares game. And they'll, not, they'll from go, not from Morocco. Not from Morocco. So Morocco is going to come out guns a blazing, and because it's a, it's a situation where they can still move on, and uh, Canada can't. They're gonna be, they'll be flying home uh, sometime in early next week. Or this week, sorry. Um, what do you expect to see, Randy, fr- from Canada this week? What kind of effort do you, are you expecting? Are, are they going to play guys uh, to give them some work of experience? Because, you know, they're four years away. It's, it's around here. Are, because you, you want to get guys to be on the big stage. Uh, or are they going to put out their best effort to try to maybe score more than one and maybe uh, have the second biggest goal in Canadian soccer history? <laughs> but, I just made that know, one up as we went. That was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> you know, the team has had an aggressive mindset this whole tournament. Some would argue maybe that wasn't the best approach against Croatia, um, but they've had that mindset. So I wouldn't expect it to be any different on Wednesday. I think uh, they want to show that they can play at this level, that Belgium wasn't just a one-off. So I think for them, wanting to get points in that last game is huge, especially knowing that what it means for Morocco. So I think from a team perspective, that's huge. But for some of these players, like the money that's going to be involved for players that have strong tournaments after the tournament is done is going to be off the charts. So there's there's a personal end of things here too for some of these guys like, Jonathan David was being very highly talked about. He hasn't really performed in these two games. He's got to show up on Wednesday to to improve his value. You know, you've seen what Alistair Johnson's already done. Uh, there's a couple others, Tejon Buchanan. They're talking about another transfer possibly for him. So the players that are starting who have performed well the money involved is off the charts. Like Alistair Johnson gets 10% of the transfer fee and it's rumored to be 3 million pounds. Well, that's a pretty good payday. I haven't heard too many F Morocco comments from the coach yet. <laughs> no. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think he's I owning that a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and I, again, I think that shows you the, the scrutiny you're under because John's been at, World Cups with the women's team. He's been in high-level competitions, but he even made mistakes under the world press, which for the men's game is much more significant than the women's game at this point. So um, it is just bigger. I mean, it's just it's just it is yeah. just bigger. There's no getting around that. So, so if he's feeling it, you got to think the players are feeling that heat as well. So. Um, you know, it, it's the challenge they're going to have. I don't know if you've watched the Morocco games, but it's almost like a home game for them. Like the, the stadium, uh, against Belgium was 90% Moroccans and it was loud and it was intimidating. So Canada's going to have to deal with that as well. Now they've played in some Central American countries where it's been similar. So they'll, they'll be well prepared for it. But again, it's another step to help them grow as a group, learn some lessons and be ready to move forward. 
Get you out of here, Randy. Thank you for coming on once again and, and enlightening yeah. uh, me and, and the rest of uh, the, the the crowd of the, of the people listening to our show about about uh, the the great game of soccer. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, as what do you think that these these boys who will be men next time around? And Dave, you can answer this first. What do you think that these these uh, these guys have learned from this this World Cup? It's not the success that they that I think we were hoping for. Maybe a, a win, they might get one, but moving on to the next round would have been better. Is has this been first off? Has this been a success being at the World Cup? Because I, I think just going to a dance isn't very good. Like if you go to a dance, don't dance to anybody. It's kind of shitty. And then so. It, it, has this been a success if if they don't get a win? Dave, go ahead. Yes. Um, the qualification of this is is immense, and it's a huge accomplishment. And the the difference makers on this Canadian team are all so young that they can't help but build on this and and take the knowledge and and see what it takes from teams like Croatia, teams like Belgium that, that have been there three, four times in a row as a favorite and how they conduct themselves and just doing the little, little thing. And I'll, and I'll compare it to a, a team like, uh, like Finland, uh, Switzerland, and Germany in hockey. When we were kids in those Canada Cups, those teams would just get pounded, pounded, pounded. But they obviously learned and built some kind of stuff. Uh, built some kind of stuff. Built, they built and they learned. And now you know they're not they're not beating Canada and the states and Russia. Well, Finland is there all the time too. They these teams just got better by getting their ass handed to them twenty years earlier. I hope it doesn't take the, the Canadian men's national team twenty years to uh, start making a little bit of noise. Thirty six is last time around. So. <laughs> but but that's kind of what I, what I'm saying. Like like being there. Can't thirty. So I'm thinking thirty six more come. The three of us won't be around to talk about it. No. Well, <laughs> probably not. Not to each other. No, not like this. Not. <laughs> Voice in her head, maybe talking about God knows what. But Randy, a success or not a success? I think absolutely a success because I think we've got the country talking about soccer and that is a hard thing to do, especially at this time of the year when you're yeah. dealing with NHL in Canada. Um, you know, it's put the Oilers, Flames, Canucks, all those teams on the back burner for the most part. So from a fan's perspective, I think it's been tremendous from the program's perspective. While I think all of us were hoping we would get success. I think it's been very eye-opening for everyone just how fine the line is. And while we've made great strides, there's still a lot of work to be done. So it should whet our appetite and it should get people more engaged in soccer more often instead of just every four years. You know, we've got players that were playing in the CPL that were at the World Cup this year. So can you go out and support the CPL teams, buy tickets so that that league is viable because that's our next wave of players that are going to get their feet wet in that environment before they get a chance to get their feet wet overseas and in a World Cup. So can we really embrace the sport and truly make it a second national sport? Well, We'll get onto that. We'll get you out of here right now. But the that's one thing that I I don't understand about 
how it's not more popular with everybody's bitching about the economy, everybody's bitching about inflation, everybody's bitching about blah, everything's a little bitch, we have a little bitch. You need a ball and a pair of shoes, actually one ball and and 20 kids with shoes to run around, kick the ball around. I've never understood why more parents and more people don't say this can be at a young age, this can be your secondary sport. And like, yes, not now. It's, everything's so specialized now. And like, if you play baseball, you play baseball. If you play hockey, you play hockey. If you play soccer, you play soccer. Because it's everything. It's, it's everything so so year round. But I I think that soccer should should be more of a, a secondary sport for those things because you need a pair of shoes and one ball and go out and play. And then if you're an athlete in Canada. It doesn't cost a bunch of money for like because equipment for hockey is crazy. The training in, in baseball is insane. Randy, what what can be done in Canada, uh, in, around Alberta where we are, to to get people more involved in it and say, hey, here's what we offer. Here here you go. Yeah. I think it it's little things like the show here, getting people talking about it, getting people hearing about it, and planting seeds. Um, you know, I, I've shown all, all the games at my school to the class at lunch, and it's got kids talking about it. And just in my classroom, I've had kids talk about maybe starting to play soccer kind of thing. So it's it's really piqued in interest, but we have to, as a governing body locally here in Lethbridge, uh, provincially, nationally, we've got to jump on this momentum and really find unique ways to engage our youth so that they want to play this all the time. I think that's huge moving forward. Dave. No, I, I agree. I think, I think it is a secondary sport for a lot of hockey people during the summer. Um, because especially house league, the problem become, becomes when it's a secondary sport and now you want to develop it and, and, you know, start fine tuning a little bit better coaching, a little bit better um, uh, competition. And then now it becomes more like anything. Okay, now we got to do the travel team. But, you know, soccer makes its hay in the summer. And, you know, and I'm guilty for that too. I My kid, his sport he that he picked is baseball. And, and we chose not to go on a travel team this summer because I want to go down to Montana in the summer. I don't want to chase my kid all over the uh, uh, diamonds in Southern Alberta and no, and, and that's understandable. And, and that's you, the you, thing you, too. You, 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 you pick and choose, and you can you can see. And I, I'm glad that that people still do that because like not everybody's going to end up playing in the World Cup. Not everybody's going to end up playing in MLS. Not everybody's going to be. And I get it, but soccer is something that, that definitely you. If you show some athleticism, you have a. And because we're a developing country, it's crazy. It's called Canada, a developing country. But because we're still developing, you you probably have a good, good shot if you're an athlete and you get into it and you go, okay, I can do this. And it's yep. a sport you can work on by yourself, unlike baseball, unlike hockey. It, it, yep. It's more like basketball. You get a ball and just and some grass, and you can work on your skills all day in a in a ten foot square. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a sport that, that, that can allow self-development. If it's your thing and you fall in love with it, you can work with it. And, and it's, and now it's just an exposure thing for Canadian kids. Randy, has your, your views changed? Who's going to win this thing since we talked to you last Thursday? Uh, I, I, I'm still England. I was disappointed with, with how they played against the U S terrible game, um, but you know, they knew 
a draw sets them up well. So some teams are playing the long game. So I don't know if we've seen the best from some of our teams yet. I still think Spain has looked the best so far. Um, but I think there's once we get into the round of 16, I think that's where the cream is really going to be coming to the top. And you're really going to see some teams playing the, the, the level that some of these teams are going to switch to is going to be huge. Yeah, that game on uh, on Friday, I think it was there with the the USA and England. That that really put it that 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 took soccer back in the United States about ten years. I think that <laughs> one was played. Holy, that was a snooze fest. That one thing, like both the both neither team was really doing much or anything to try to to try to do anything to it. The, yeah, it was it wasn't good. Didn't hear USA USA once, which I thought that made me happy. Dave, as your as your view changed Logan with this thing? Ah, uh, no, well, I still think uh, well. Like Randy says, uh, France is two for two, so they're going on regardless of their next result. So uh, they're still my 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 horse to win it all. And you know the Netherlands are in good shape. I think they play Qatar in their last game, so they should be through as well. So that could be well, a nine, eight, nine, ten, nothing game that one. Well, I think they're being nice to the host, but the game in the next couple of days. I gotta imagine they're gonna stop protesting in Iran for three hours so they can watch this game. Oh yeah, USA versus Iran to go to the next round. It is, it's it's tense. The Iron Sheik versus fucking Hacksaw Jim Hogan back, 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 back in the day. Bob Backlund. Who, who knows what's gonna happen on that one? Anyways. Randy, thank you very much for joining us. We'll get we'll hook up in the next uh, week and a half or two weeks or so before this thing uh, this thing uh, ends up, and we'll talk some more soccer and get this thing rolling forward and see how it all ends up. It's uh, it was great talking about uh, the great game of soccer once again. I'm into it. I'm invested. Uh, it's just too bad we uh, Canada we it's, I guess it's a we thing. Uh, we didn't uh, didn't uh, we put a bit of a stinker yesterday or outmatched, but just got the way things kind of go. Yeah. <laughs> no, my yeah, pleasure, guys. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, like if not uh, a recap of Canada, uh, we'll break down uh, when it gets to knockdown stage next week. Knockdown. Sure. Knockout. Awesome. All right. Okay. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beers, sports talking a whole lot more. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.